WCBM. It's 38 in downtown Baltimore, 37 in Halethorpe, and 35 in Columbia. I'm Maggie Hunter, 680 WCBM News. Stay connected and informed. Listen to AM 680 or stream us on your PC, tablet, or phone at WCBM.com. The WCBM studios are sponsored by BetMGM. Go to WCBM.com or the WCBM app on your cell phone and register today. King Classic Live starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. All right, good morning. Look, I think we've had a great show thus far. We've got so much more ahead. But I have to ask you, as I always ask you at this time, if you're just joining us, where the heck have you been? We had a great conversation. There was a really good topic in the first hour, and that was uh, Joanne Reed had uh, Tiffany Justice on, the co-founder of Moms for Liberty, on her show on MSNBC. And, of course, uh, Joanne Reed carrying the water for the DNC, as always, pushing this bizarre agenda of having sexually explicit books available and accessible, easily accessible, I should say, for children. And so if you missed any of the show, you can always go to WCBM.com. The shows are archived there. You can click on podcast and then go down to Kim Klasic Live. And then also just, you know, got to tell you, if you're ever on the go and you're not in your car, you don't have your uh, phone handy, because you can do, definitely listen to us on the WCBM app. Uh, it's free in the app store. You can also listen and stream it live on WCBM.com. But if you're in the house and say you're just cleaning up or doing whatever, you can also listen to us on Amazon Echo, uh, Spotify and tune in. So there's no reason you should miss this show. No reason whatsoever. A couple of housekeeping notes. I wanted to thank Jim. Uh, I served with him on the Baltimore County Central Committee. Uh, He dropped off a gift last night for Olivia, my daughter. And Jim, thank you so much. Made her day. Uh, He dropped off these uh, little sheriff pins that says junior deputy. So this morning, of course, I pinned it on her school uniform. She's wearing it very proudly in school this morning. So thank you, Jim. And he actually gave her two. So, of course, she took the other one and put her in her pocket. She said, and this one's for Kaylee. You know? <laughs> so I guess they're going to be junior deputies at school today. So I definitely appreciate you. As many of you guys know, uh, my daughter, that's her dream. It's always been her dream to be a police officer. So uh, we appreciate so many of you that have given her the, the hats and the pins and have encouraged her to continue along that journey. And as her mom, I definitely appreciate you. Also, real quick, before we get to our guests, which I'm excited about, uh, Montgomery County Library event reverses pricing scheme that discriminated against white men. If you recall, last week we had on Delegate Ryan DeRocky with the Resistance Report, and uh, he was talking about how Montgomery County uh, libraries were choosing to charge white men, straight white men, more to host events at the library just because they're straight white men. <laughs> so it was very bizarre. But just so you know, the update there, they won. So they had to reverse it. And now if you were a straight white male and you want to host an event there in Montgomery County, you can do so and still pay the same price as everybody else. It's so wild that we're fighting these fights in 2024, isn't it? It's bizarre. All right. Another fight that we're fighting. Uh, I really wanted to hear about this case because, like I said before, Harmeet Dillon, I like her a lot. I do wish she was the RNC chairwoman. It didn't work out this time around. As we know, Ronna McDaniel was elected or reelected, I should say. And, you know, we had on Madison Gessiato last week. She is the RNC spokesperson, uh, a good friend of mine, a really good friend. And I, I can say that. You know, Madison has joined the team because she wants to uh, help the RNC be a much more effective. 
And hopefully that gets accomplished. And so we did hear about the fact that they're really trying to push, get out the vote. Uh, for some reason, Republicans, we do not turn out like we should. Uh, but hopefully those efforts uh, assist. But if they fail again this time around, I have to say, I would love to see Harvey Dillon as a GOP chairwoman. I would. She fights hard. So this morning, I'm happy to be joined by a friend of mine uh, with the Washington Examiner. Chris Tamalage is a reporter that's on many of the cases. Chris, good morning, and thank you so much for joining me. Good morning, Tim. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, Chris, I know you're uh, friends with a lot of the Women with Moms for Liberty, but we were actually discussing earlier in the show uh, Tiffany Justice on with Joanne Reed on MSNBC. I was wondering if you caught that clip and uh, what your reaction to it was. Oh, uh, yeah, I did, absolutely. And, and I mean, I, I don't know how to say that. I guess it's just Joy Reed doing Joy Reed things or Joy Reed being Joy <laughs> Reed. I mean, it, it's kind of Tiffany was did a, did a great job on there, and she laid out pretty much everything that was going on with the whole, you know, controversy over books, which really isn't, you know, they, I mean, I'm sure you covered it, but they, they like to say, you know, they're banning books. And that's not true. It's the trying to limit the exposure of inappropriate, mature content for school students, uh, and in particular, younger school students. And as with everything is the left, um, this kind of, they, they, they have a, a resentment against anyone who wants to do this because a lot of the inappropriate and mature material that they're objecting to contains a lot of this pro-radical genderology, radical LGBTQ stuff. And Tiffany made out a good point that she pointed out, because I think Joy Reid said something that, oh, it, you know, getting rid of these books doesn't make sense doesn't allow certain students to be seen or something like that. And then Tiffany yeah. kind of called her on it with the whole, well, what are you talking about? These are people who are being victims of crimes and, and they're, you know, there's, there's a greater issue at hand. And obviously Joy probably realized the error of her ways at that point and tried to, you know, twist it around and get out of it. But no, I mean, kudos to Tiffany Justice for going in the lion's den there and, and handling Joy um, and, and MSNBC. That's obviously a very hostile network to, um, all things normal and rational in this country, and particularly the efforts of Moms for Liberty. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, Chris, you know, I was talking about this win here, really, in San Francisco. And I, I often talk about, I sing praises here for Harmeet Dillon. I think she works very hard. I think she's proven to be on the side of those that are very, very much so within the Trump camp, right? America first. Uh, but in yeah. San Francisco, if you could really just break it all down from the very beginning from the, for the audience, uh, what was going on there with the, the student that uh, ended up in, in such a crazy situation? Yeah, well, it kind of is, I guess, sort of tangential to that. When I was on hold listening to you, you gave the, the, the story about the, the straight white men thing at the library, which is completely crazy. I haven't heard about that. But this, I guess, is kind of now targeting like you know straight young men or straight young boys or whatever. There's a there was a a school district. As, it was a middle school student. I'm sorry, was wearing a eye black like the stuff professional athletes wear in in school or in the competitions. And you see them in like you know football games, baseball players. Everyone kind of wears them. It's become like this trendy thing. And there was a young student uh, in the middle school who kind of was just emulating what a lot of professional athletes do. He went to Muirlands Middle School, or he goes to Muirlands Middle School, rather, and he was at a football game and had just eye black on from his, uh, under his eyes down. And, and like I said, it's something you could see many professional athletes do. And a principal in the school district 
took note of that and suspended him for wearing that because they were said it was they tried to portray it as he was wearing blackface and that wasn't the case and what uh, they just came to think he was suspended from school um, and Harmeet Dillon the legendary attorney and uh, patriot and freedom fighter and uh, her center for American Liberty took up the case and represented um, the student and they filed a lawsuit against the school because of what happened and the interesting thing is and one of the core tenants or core parts of what Harmeet and the lawsuit brought out is that at the time when the student was there, not one person allegedly apparently made a comment and no one voiced any concerns, no one said they were offensive and the the paperwork and the press releases that were surrounding us from the Center American Liberty pointed out that there was an African American security guard that saw the student and he actually like cheered them on and encouraged it was complimentary of the face paint. But what you get are these, like, the educational bureaucrats, these DEI Democrats who are who run schools, are in charge of uh, the public schools and in charge of the education that um, in throughout the country, you know, get offended and saw this and kind of wanted to uh, make this student um, a poster child for something that didn't happen, but it's just, you know, they try to find issues of racism where they don't exist. So... It's uh, this happened a couple, uh, maybe a month ago, to a, a kid who was attending a Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, yeah. It became a big controversy. So it just kind of seems to be the latest trend in performative left wing politics and the hyperbolic hysteria of the DEI Democrats that they try to create racism where it is, and it seems to be where their, their targets seem to be young middle school white males. Yeah, and, and if you're just joining us, we're speaking to uh, Washington Examiner reporter Chris Smolich. Chris, l- let me ask you a question. When they questioned this young man about the ink on his face, I'm sure they had him in the office. I'm sure they brought in his parents, and I'm sure he explained. Was there any reason that you know of that they didn't accept his exp- explanation? Just typical. Uh, not that I know of, and no one's really said anything. And if I just had to guess, it was if anything, they all kind of did it from what I read unanimously, like there wasn't any back and forth or considerations. It was just kind of done. And, and all the, I guess the committee or the teachers who were uh, conferencing on the whole issue made the decision. So but it's just kind of like the kind the despotic, uh, you know, power control that the left likes to have over issues. You know, there's no, they, you notice, you know, they try to like get rid of anyone for dissension, anyone who disagrees with them anyone who's against their viewpoint. So this was just something that I would imagine that this person, this, this, this principal saw it, you know, they're, they're, they clutched their pearls, all their left-wing hysteria kind of kicked in, and then they tried to make an issue. And then I would also imagine that someone probably said, hey, this isn't what you think of it is, but maybe if this is all speculative on my part, obviously, maybe they were like too far along or didn't want to make the mistake or I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Are you familiar with the latest development that happened? This was as of last night. Have you heard about that at all? No, I have not. Okay, so apparently when the student returned to school, um, he was confronted by a teacher um, over the issue. And the teacher made that comment to him saying he was like going to his his third period history class, I think it was. And a teacher said, you know you are giving the school a bad rap. And kind of like trying to bully him, intimidate him into trying to, to not do what he's doing. And it's just... It's this kind of mentality and this like authoritarian, totalitarian, uh, radical left wing power, 
you know, serves that they, they want to have that they just try to want everyone, force everyone to comply and succumb to uh, these, 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 their ideology and everything they, that they think, that left-wingers think, that these DEI Democrats think are how the world should be shaped. And, and this is kind of, you know, it's sad. It's going all over the country. And, and thankfully, we have people and warriors and patriots like Harmony Dillon and the Center for American Liberty and Mom Shirley Liberty and Kimberly Klasick and everyone out there trying to fight for the right thing. Well, I love that you gave me a shout out there, Chris. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, well, I will say this, you know, because I, I think they pick and choose. Uh, when I was on The View many moons ago, uh, I called out Joy Behar for wearing blackface. And she kept saying it was an homage to some, you know, black actress. And they were, you know, taking up for her. They, they took her side on it. And I said, well, how is that any different? It's like, like you said, they want them to comply. But they also want, you know, you can get away with it as long as you're part of their movement, right? As long as you're part of the party, as long as you're a part of the agenda in which they're pushing, then it's okay. Then you can wear blackface. Right. It's just like the animal farm, with George Orwell's animal farm, when he had like the list of rules. It could be like all blackface is bad, but some is better than others. And something to that effect where it's if, if you can use it to gain politically or if you can use it to weaponize things or you can use it to suit your agenda or help your agenda, then it's just uh, horror. If it's someone that's in favor or it's a leftist or something that, you know, just wants agrees with everything that the typical, you know, Democrats, DEI Democrats do, then it's okay. And it's part for the course for everything the left has been doing, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Pick, your time, pick a time frame here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris Chimelge with the Washington Examiner, thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you'll keep no us problem. up to date with uh, a lot of things that you're working on. How can people follow you and keep up with you? Sure. Um, on, if you go to the Washington Examiner and, and do a search, I'm on the opinion section. Or if you're on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Chris W T R E M O. It's at Chris W Tremo. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you. No problem. Thanks, Kim. Talk to you later. Thank you. And that was uh, Chris there with the Washington Examiner. Uh, speaking of which, you know, there is a double standard for so many people. I wanted you to just hear what the update is here on Hunter Biden and the, uh, I call it the laptop from hell. Uh, take a listen to this audio because it has now been confirmed by the DOJ that the laptop did, in fact, it, uh, belong to Hunter Biden, which many of us already knew. But again, if you're part of that team, if you're in the crew and you push a certain narrative or agenda, it seems like you are out of harm's way. Take a listen. Hunter Biden's surprise appearance on Capitol Hill may have stunned GOP lawmakers. But in the end, they got what they wanted. An agreement that he appear in private to answer questions related to their investigation into his business deals. He's going to be asked a lot of questions about China and Romania. What exactly did you do to receive the millions and millions of dollars? that our enemies around the world sent you. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says members will also zero in on what, if any, role Joe Biden played. Also pointing to a February 7th, 2020 email from Hunter Biden's lawyer detailing risk personally and politically if his tax returns weren't completed. The political problem was that Hunter Biden uh, hadn't paid his taxes and the IRS was fixing to cart him off. And that would have been very damaging to Joe Biden's presidency. We now know that email came less than two months after the FBI seized a laptop from a computer repair shop in mid-December 2019. That incident, 10 months before, a story was published in the New York Post about its contents, Biden's secret emails. 
Five days later, this letter signed by 51 former intelligence officials said those emails purportedly belonging to Vice President Biden's son Hunter had, quote, all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. There could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was, the, that it was Russian intelligence. But the Department of Justice has now confirmed for the first time that the laptop was indeed Hunter Biden's, an Apple MacBook Pro that he left at a computer repair shop. The January 16th, 2024 court filing from special counsel David Weiss states a search warrant was also obtained for his laptop and the results of the search were largely duplicative of information investigators had already obtained from Apple. The slow drip of information from before the last presidential campaign continuing to make its way into this one. I'm Christine Frizzell reporting. All right. So as you hear there, the DOJ has confirmed finally what many of us already knew. And again, I look at this as an election interference. I do wonder what's going to happen next, right? Obviously, this is huge news for uh, the GOP, especially those on the House committee, especially, I would say, uh, Representative Comer, who's been waiting finally for this to all uh, come to fruition. I, w- I think the emails here will be the smoking gun. And, you know, I think President Joe Biden will be implicated. Uh, this is just my opinion, right? Okay, this is what Kim Klasick thinks. I do believe that he'll be implicated. I do believe he'll know exactly about the business dealings. And I think we'll finally uh, get to see whether or not he was the big guy getting the 10%. I guarantee you that's somewhere, uh, you know, uh, filed in some, one of the, some of those emails. The interesting part is they didn't take a, a, a page out of Hillary Clinton's book. And just, uh, you know, wash everything away. <laughs> I was surprised. I'm like, wait a minute. They didn't take the emails down to the basement to shred them up? <laughs> really? Because that's the Democrat way. I couldn't believe he didn't do that. And then Hunter Biden there in that interview, when he was asked, uh, is the laptop yours? He goes, for real? I don't know. <laughs> I laugh at that only because he does seem childlike at times. And meanwhile, he is a grown man, much older than I am, with kids. And it almost seems as though he's been stunted in growth. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but he comes off as like a young, like an immature 20-something-year-old guy to me. And perhaps it's, you know, the life that he's lived. He's got his father who was a senator, you know, so much going on. But, ah, very interesting. Interesting indeed. Well, anyways, a huge win here for the GOP. Congratulations. Uh, we'll see next what happens on Capitol Hill. Coming up next, we're going to play Who Said That? Yes, bragging rights and mirrorless scratch-off lottery tickets. And I do want to get into Fonnie Willis in Atlanta and her alleged lover, Nathan Wade. Are you ready for the ultimate sports betting experience? Well, get ready. Because WCBM and BetMGM Sportsbook are here to elevate your game. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, now's the perfect time. Sign up now to take advantage of this first bet offer. Here's how it works. Visit WCBM.com to claim the offer, register, and deposit at least $10. Place your first wager on any game. And if your bet loses, don't worry, because you're covered. Up to $1,500 in bonus bets. That's right, $1,500 in bonus bets if your first wager does not go your way. It's the ultimate risk-free bet. To qualify, you must be 21 years of age or older. This promotion is only available for new customers and through WCBM.com. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. So don't wait. Visit WCBM.com, register, and deposit at least $10 and place your first wager. 
Get ready to experience the thrill of sports betting like never before. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain and we use your body's healing properties the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 410-989-PAIN. That's 410-989-PAIN. 410-989-PAIN. On the next morning drive with Casey and Elliot, the results of the New Hampshire primary plus the physician-assisted suicide bill is back in Maryland. Wednesday morning, 6 to 9, Talk Radio 680 WCBM. This portion of Kim Clasic Live is sponsored by the law offices of Michael A. Friedman, representing injury victims for over 35 years. On the web at maflaw.com. Jolene, one of my favorite songs, of course. Dolly Parton, one of my favorite people, I will say. One day, she's also on my list of people to meet, by the way. Stevie Wonder, Dolly Parton, they're all on there. Yes, they are. All right, we're going to play Who Said That here coming up soon in just a couple minutes. I did wanted to uh, send this update out to you. I don't know if I have a chance right now. No, because that's a two-minute clip. I will say we'll get to that when we get back. Uh, Fonny Willis, obviously, uh, has been in the headlines a lot lately. And uh, she is in Fulton County, and she is the district attorney. And, of course, she's the one uh, prosecuting President Trump for this election interference case. And now there's all these rumors swirling that there was an improper relationship between she and the lead prosecutor, Nathan Wade. Now, what's interesting about this, and I didn't realize this until maybe about a week ago, Nathan Wade was married. And so it sounds like this improper relationship occurred even when he was married, okay? And so now they're trying to figure out exactly, you know, did this happen? Like, as in, did the relationship happen? Uh, apparently the uh, ex-wife is willing to speak up and she's had enough. <laughs> I, I I can only imagine, right? The scorned ex-wife. They probably they didn't even have to call her. They just sent her a text. You want to talk about it? I'm there. What time? <laughs> right? I mean, she's probably been waiting for her day to speak about it. Honestly. And so, you know, we'll get into that audio clip uh, when we get back. It's from ABC News, by the way. Uh, but there's going to be a lot here. And uh, as I was on the town hall panel last night with Armstrong, uh, Williams, and a few other panel members, uh, we talked about this topic. And I do think that she'll probably most likely be removed from the case. Now, the other question on this is, will she be disbarred? I wonder. You know, you're talking about taxpayer dollars here that were flowing and allegedly uh, financing some of their vacations, their little getaways, allegedly, right, if they were together or not. Meanwhile, I do hope this ends up being some kind of Lifetime movie, and that's just me being selfish. <laughs> but I believe there's a lot that went into this. Um, obviously, you know, I... When people talk about this case uh, in Fulton County, they think that President Trump uh, is going to have to prove a lot. Uh, I don't think so. I think, again, this is all very political. 
And uh, hopefully they just stop the nonsense. All right, we're going to play Who Said That. Get close. This is the audio clip that you need to take a listen to. Listen. Well, I'm running because we have an incredible opportunity to pick up a U.S. Senate seat, take it out of the hands of people who've voted in in a radical fashion for Joe Biden's disastrous policies, and get it back in the hands of a Republican who will go to Washington, D.C., and help set things on the right path. You know that voice. Who said that? 410-WCBM-680. That is 410-922-6680. You get bragging rights and Maryland scratch-off lottery tickets. Who was that woman? Who was she? Please, and I'm not saying that it's right, and I'm not saying, you know, anything like that. But what I'm saying is, if you knew that this was a hot-button topic for 90% of your employees, but to join this whole, you know, cult movement of corporations, making sure that you are inclusive, if you threw somebody in that environment and you knew that they were going to be bullied and harassed and uh, tortured every day and, and miserable as they showed up to work, and then all of a sudden they show up to work with a gun. You know, did you know about that? Is this, is this you know, what did you really decide here? There's, there's a lot that goes into all of this. It really is. Uh, I did want to uh, send my condolences. Uh, you know, Dan Crenshaw out of Texas, a congressman, uh, he had a, a, a great post on it. But as you probably heard, uh, you had the death of two Navy SEALs, Chris Chambers here from Maryland, and Nathan Ingram uh, out of Texas. They were killed in action in the Gulf of Aden uh, during a shipboarding operation on January 11th. And I sent my condolences and I was talking uh, right after the Red Renaissance relaunch party that happened on January 10th. Uh, my daughter did an interview with the Republican women of Baltimore County. Uh, Karen Tully did it. And uh, she, Karen asked her, you know, my daughter, what does she want to be when she grew up? And, you know, of course, a police officer. But she's now thinking about going to West Point and also becoming a Navy SEAL. And so, uh, you know, I had the radio on as they were discussing this uh, just yesterday. And I saw her kind of look up, and I, I could see her in the rearview mirror as I'm driving. And you could tell that she's paying attention, and she's just kind of listening. And, you know, my heart breaks for their families. And this is the kind of tough jobs that people sign up for. They make the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, just know that you are appreciated, and uh, we love you. And, uh Gosh, keep protecting us on a daily basis. We definitely need you. So, again, I just wanted to send my condolences to their families. Like I said, Chris Chambers here from here in Maryland. Uh, also, condolences to the King family. Dexter Scott King passed away from prostate cancer uh, very young, only 62 years old. Again, very sad. And this is, I thought it was interesting because we just heard uh, recently that Lloyd Austin with the Biden administration uh, he was in the hospital and uh, dealing with prostate cancer himself. And I just want to say with that, you know, it's it's never too early to go get yourself checked. Uh, go see your doctor regularly. You know, it's it really is not a game. OK, it is not a game. And so we're seeing a lot of young lives taken, uh, especially from cancer, whether it's prostate cancer or other types. Uh, just make sure you see your doctor. And if you think something's wrong, just go in. Like, look, I'm one of those people. Like, my arm literally would have to be severed off for me to go to the hospital. I'm one of those people. I am. I am. And, you know, I learned my lesson. I think you guys remember when I was out for about a week uh, because of my high blood pressure situation. Because, again, I, I knew it was bad. You know, I had the migraine headaches. I could barely see. Uh, I was getting very dizzy. It was it was not good. Uh, and so I finally went in, and they were like, I'm surprised you're alive. You know, it was a ridiculous number. And so... 
even though some of us feel as though that it's just going to pass. It'll just go, you know, I don't feel that bad. Just remember, look, you're human just like anybody else. And uh, it's okay to go get things checked out. It really is. Uh, I also wanted to just note here that uh, Mayor Brandon Scott and friends, <laughs> I call him friends because, I, look, I know there's city council here in Baltimore City, but Mayor Scott and friends, uh, you know, it's just... In city hall, I don't. I don't know if they're really doing a, a, a job or if they feel like they have a job to the city because basic government functions don't get done, right? It's like you can't get your trash picked up. Uh, you got safe streets. There's no transparency. You have no idea what they're doing. Uh, the crime and violence is still a hot mess, even though you know the mayor will tell you that things are down. The juvenile crime crisis. It's like they're just slapping people on the wrist, letting them go. I mean, it's it's kind of a joke at city hall, but. But yesterday, Mayor Scott uh, announced, along with Councilwoman Odette Ramos, uh, that they are doing affordable housing, uh, more affordable housing in Baltimore City. And I thought, what the heck? But as I was listening to the press conference, and they were talking about incentives for developers. And then I remembered, Mayor Scott has raised a lot of money from developers. Remember, that's what put him over the top recently uh, with uh, mayoral candidate Sheila Dixon. He has a lot of developers that have been donating big bucks to him. And I wonder how many of those developers that he's now giving incentives to as the mayor, I wonder how many of them are on his FEC report. And so that's that's going to be my next job. That's my next piece of homework. I'm going to take a look at it because, you know, they always say follow the money. And I couldn't imagine anybody really donating to Mayor Scott. But if you're a developer and you're about to get some incentives and you're all in on the uh, revamping of the harbor, right? Governor Westmore has added it to the budget. Uh, I do wonder how many of them are on his FEC report. So guess what? Your girl Kim is going to do some homework there. It looks like I do have uh, Jamie in Catonsville. Jamie, you wanted to weigh in on DEI? Yeah, I wanted to hold you back on that DEI. Uh, I don't agree with you 100%. I'll take DEI if you and Barbara and Ben Carson and all the good guys and the good girls know what the hell they're talking about and have some brains get in and change this country around. Because the morons now they hire, they just put them in there. They don't even care what the hell brain they have inside. (laughs) Yeah, no, here, here, Jamie. I hear you on that one. You're right. You know what? I will give that to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's... (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, they won't look at us as DEI, though, because, again, they also look at which party affiliation you have, right? So a black Republican is not treated like a black Democrat. Totally different in the uh, the mind of uh, the Democrat Party or even the DNC in general. We're totally different. I do say one day, if I ever end up on Capitol Hill, I am going to stroke it like no other. Every time anybody says anything to me, I am going to revert back to the fact that I am black and female. <laughs> and I'm like, look, your rules, not mine. Your rules, not mine. Right now, you do not have a black female on the Hill uh, within the Republican Party. And I hope to one day be that person. And I hope to one day really give it to them. I mean, talk about a taste of their own medicine, right? Anything anybody ever says to me. Well, that's racist. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Are you are you being sexist? Like everything. I will just go to town. And so if you ever if I ever end up on Hill and you're ever watching, just laugh because I, I plan to be the biggest troll possible when it comes to all of this nonsense. And guess what? They would then have to stop it. 
They would then have to take it all back. All of this, oh, we're going to give them this leeway because of, you know, their race or the leeway because of their gender. No, take it back. Take it off the table. We've had enough. And I hope to one day get to the hill and prove just how stupid the entire thing is and also how they will have the double standard against a Republican. All right, coming up next, uh, we will uh, talk about Kayla Hamilton and her family that is now suing DHS. And there's a couple other notes that I would like to make before the end of the show. Is your roof leaking? Do you have water spots in your walls or ceilings? Do you have leaks around your chimney or skylights? If so, then you may need to repair or replace your roof before the damage escalates. Call Wallace Roofing at 410-655-3700. Wallace Roofing is in business for over 90 years. Is a third-generation family-owned and operated full-service roofing company specializing in steep and flat roofs, all types of metal roofs, gutters, downspouts, and skylights. They do residential and commercial roofs and do not use subcontractors. When your roof does need repair, Repairing, it's important to get not only the finest quality materials available, but a fair and reasonable price in installing those materials as well. If your roof is showing signs of wear or problems, call Wallace Roofing at 410-655-3700. For roof repair and replacement, that's Wallace Roofing, 410-655-3700. Zero percent financing is also available. Wallace Roofing, 410-655-3700, MHIC number 1566. Wallace Roofing, above all, a good roof. You grew up believing liberty and freedom were privileges of being an American citizen. And you were right. But somehow that's changed. Crime has become so much a part of our society today that we don't even want to walk out of our home for fear of being a victim. That's why Free State Safety Training was created. They offer instructional courses in categories such as situational awareness, carjacking, and an active shooter situation. If you're a business owner or individual, you're concerned for your safety and employee safety. If you own a delivery service, you're concerned for your driver's safety at the hands of a potential carjacking. Free State Safety Training offers courses designed to increase your sense of awareness to danger and how to respond to it. Take your freedom back and inquire today. For more course information, go to freestatesafetytraining.com. FreeStateSafetyTraining.com. Can't wait weeks for your tax refund? Then don't. At Jackson Hewitt, get money today if you're approved for a no-fee refund advance loan on a prepaid card. Book today at JacksonHewitt.com. No-fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at JacksonHewitt.com. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Tuesday on the show, the New Hampshire primary. My buddy talk show legend Jack Heath will join us live from New Hampshire. Plus, the reason the DNC suddenly wants slave reparations, and it's not good. And the case for Donald Trump from someone who wants him to lose. Noon to 3 on WCBM. All right. You know, yesterday I did mention uh, Kayla Hamilton's death and her family and how they're now suing DHS, Department of Homeland Security. I just wanted you to hear because, uh, again, I'm so happy that so many families are fighting back against this nonsense when it comes to the southern border. Take a listen. Tammy Nobles, Kayla Hamilton's mom, is suing the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Human Services. She says agents should have stopped the suspect at the border and more thoroughly vetted him before allowing him in. If they had, she says Kayla Hamilton would likely still be alive. She had high-functioning autism. She was a sweetheart. She was very happy and had a great outlook on life. 
but just days after turning 20. Police say a suspect broke into her Aberdeen room, raped and strangled her. A House Judiciary Committee report says the suspect was 16 years old and was allowed to enter the U.S. as an unaccompanied alien child. That report says he previously was arrested in El Salvador for illicit association with the MS-13 gang. We will be filing a $100 million lawsuit against Department of Homeland Security and Department of Health and Human Services. Why? Because they catastrophically failed Kayla Hamilton. And if they would have done their jobs, she would still be here today. Attorney Brian Claypool says DHS failed to follow proper protocol, checking for gang-related tattoos and fully vetting the identity of the suspect. All DHS had to do was make a simple phone call to the El Salvadorian consulate, and he, again, would have been disqualified from entering the country. All right, and so again, Kayla Hamilton's family is suing DHS, and I hope that they are successful. It has not been lost on me that they still have not found the murderer of Rachel Morin. Uh, that was killed on the Mob Paw Trail in uh, Harford County. Again, we'll continue to watch uh, both of these stories. I've got Darlene in Parkville. Darlene, did you want to give us uh, a PSA here? Yes, I did. Um, I am 77 years old, but I'm more like I'm 50-something. And I had was very short of breath, and I went to the doctors, and they immediately put me in the intensive care unit, and then I ended up having to have a pacemaker because they said I was have my upper, I think it was my upper chamber was not able to communicate with the lower or vice versa. I don't remember which it was. But the point was I thought I had maybe a cold or COVID or something because I refused to get the shots, <laughs> yeah. and I have never had COVID. So it's, as you said, a word to the wise. If you think something's wrong, get it checked out. Yeah. One time I had a ruptured disc, and I didn't know it, but I was in a lot of pain, and I ended up going to, the, to a neurologist, and they ended up giving me the option of getting shots in my back, which would have required anesthesia every time I got them, or just getting the surgeries. I opted for the laser surgery, and I haven't had a problem since, and that was in 2007 or 2008. Well, nice. Darlene, thank you so much for that public service announcement. I agree. Get yourself checked out. Uh, I know a lot of us don't like to take the time, but as Darlene pointed out, it is important. It can save your life. It can save you from a lot of pain as well. Uh, tomorrow we'll be discussing the New Hampshire primary and the outcome, of course, between Nikki Haley and former President Donald Trump. Uh, so we're going to have a lot to talk about. Again, as always, Brian, thank you for a great show. And I'll talk to all of you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Have you heard of plantar fasciitis? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. And while that condition can be hard to pronounce, it's even harder to live with. Imagine jumping off the back of a pickup truck onto some rocks. That's what it felt like when I was suffering from plantar fasciitis. I was a runner who could no longer run, and my foot pain impacted me both physically and emotionally. Coming to the Good Feet Store was the first step to living my life pain-free. After searching and trying so many other products, I finally found relief with Goodfeet Art Supports, and they still keep me running today. Now I get to help others who are struggling with plantar fasciitis to live their life pain-free. Maybe it's your turn. Is foot pain holding you back from living the life you love? Visit the Goodfeet Store today for a free personalized fitting and test walk. The Goodfeet Store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Good Feet Store. 
WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore is listening. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. The New Hampshire primary is underway, and former President Trump criticizing opponents who are trying to use the courts to try to stop his campaign. It's going after your political opponent. Nobody's ever done this before. 